Because life is better when you've got a cuppa on the go. <sighs> this is Backstage Brew. In a Backstage Brew, the podcast. Backstage at festivals, gigs, theatres and on TV and film sets. Now here's your host, Mark Jarvis. Right, Backstage Brew is at Brixton Jam with the man himself, Harry Mould. What's going on, man? <laughs> How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm good, mate. What's in your brew? Uh, in my brew today is a lovely thing called San Miguel um, from the lovely country of Espana. That uh, is cheeky. Yeah, very cheeky, bro. It's no coffee, no tea, but it's what gets me on, you know? Yeah, mate, it's a big night tonight as well. I was just seeing oh, Valentina. Man. She was mental, wasn't she? What? she mate, incredible. Valentina, amazing. Insane. Yeah, mate, absolutely what a voice man what a voice power man power yeah it was incredible what's the plan for tonight then uh, plan for tonight go in there smash the living daylights out of it uh, rock on sweat uh, probably bleed boys that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anything, anything that rock and roll involves um, and have a fucking good time man. yeah I can't wait to go and, I can't wait can't wait sick and you've got Python's just dropped that's what you yeah bro mate, like, yeah, how's listen, that going yeah bro sick man the reception so far is really really wicked man it was out on the 4th of October Python on all platforms um, uh, and yeah no, no, everyone's really loving it so far man I might have a little music video dropping soon as well sick that's what we like to hear of course bro I mean a little bit of visuals um, but yeah man I'm happy with it You've got a mad amount of streams on Spotify already. Yeah, bro. Listen, the first track's going really well for a first song for a, for a new artist. I'm up to about 80,000 now, which is good, man. It's a lot of ears. You know what I mean? I can fill a big venue. So I'm happy, man. There's a lot and a lot of people that have heard it. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm chuffed. I'm proper chuffed. Right, so what's the playlist tonight then? You've obviously got Drain in there as well. That's Drain, been out recently. Exactly. That's yeah, doing yeah, bits for you. Up Drain. That's going to be second in the, uh, in the set list for tonight. They're running older. It's getting dark outside of the In. Obviously, Python's going to come straight after that. Bang out the two singles in one. We've got, um, uh, we might be doing a new, we are doing a new song tonight. Are we doing a new song, boys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are, yeah. So, there's a new song called Vanity Vanity, which is quite good. Uh, it's very much about the current times and uh, self obsession and uh, addiction to social media um, and things like that, uh, along that lines. And we've also got Fake Gold, which is a big, um, big fuck you. It's very relevant in this time as well. You know, with Extinction Rebellion going on, very relevant. It's a big fuck you to all the uh, lying people that are in power, bro. Yeah. Um, so, that's called Fake Gold. Listen out for that one. It's going to be a banger. Man, I can't wait. And what's, uh, what's next for you then? You've got an EP on the way, album, anything like that? Yes, yeah, so I've got two other tracks recorded as well as Drain and Python. I've got a song called Barney Love and then a song called Treadmill in the Desert. Um, yeah, they're, they're, it's all ready there for an EP to drop, man. So I'm super, super excited. But it's, it's, they're sounding good as well. That should be around the end of the year, I think. Sick. And festival-wise, next year, where do you want to aim for? Because you're already getting 80,000 <sighs> streams on Spotify. 100%. So the thing is, hopefully with the contacts I've got at the minute, we're looking to do maybe South by Southwest, which is in Texas. Is that right? Yeah, it's Texas, isn't it? Yeah, it's a... Hopefully go over to the States today in Texas also because um, one of my managers, he lives in LA. So I'm hoping to go to downtown LA, the central LA, to go and smash out some gigs there as well, man. I want to go and get known over there. But you're the maddest guy. Most yeah. people I ask, they're just like, yeah, Glasgow would be the Oh, way. no, bro. You're like, no, I'm going like worldwide. Yeah, no, Straight of course, bro. <laughs> fucking global domination. <laughs> <laughs> global domination. Um, no, no, that's what we're aiming for. But obviously, Glasgow would be ideal as well. Yeah, no, only Glasgow. Yeah, nothing big. I mean, that, I mean I'd love to do that if anyone's listening. 
Jackson, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, obviously, listen, the aspirations, they exceed the sky, man, so whenever we can, you know. All right, and if you're trying to exceed the sky, who do you want to collab with? Who do you want to collab with? He's dead, though, David Bowie. Um, can't really collab with a grave. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably not <laughs> ideal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 if I could collab with anyone at the minute. Oh, bro, oh, aspiration. I can't think. Who would you collab with, Dexter? Tell me, give us some inspiration. Who do we, who do we love? Come on. I'd love to do the Giant Rooks, I'd like to write a song with the Giant Rooks, that'd be sick, they're a sick band in a minute, sick indie band that are out there, I'd love to to do a writing session with that guy, or do something with him, because he's amazing, bro. Obviously the the idea would be someone like Liam or Gallagher, do you know what I mean? I reckon they fucking love me, our kid. Um, um. Mate, tell me you've seen the video about him making a brew recently. Have you seen it? No. Oh, you need no, to no, watch no. it. <laughs> it's basically him making this brew, and now every time he walks everywhere, it's like honey and lemon for his voice. But every time he goes somewhere, they ask him to make a brew, and he's like, the world's gone mental. The world's gone mental. <laughs> he's a funny fucker. Isn't he? He's a funny guy. He's yeah. a funny guy. Really and you started off like, doing a bit of acting in the early days. Yeah. And you popped into Arts Ed, said hello, and then you popped back out Bro, again. Listen, I went to Arts Ed for secondary school. Would you ever go back to acting, or would you just stick at music now? I think that's what I'm when I'm getting to as big as I can when I'm, when I'm smashing it uh, when I'm smashing it in the music world like I'm going to be doing with my aspirations uh, I'm going to go straight back into the actor scene bro because I am an absolutely funny guy uh, <laughs> <laughs> not explicit um, yeah man yeah, I'd love to go back into acting definitely man I think I've got a lot to offer really as a person as an energy as a performer do you know what I mean I'm yeah. made for the stage made for the stage there you go mate have a smashing night tonight thank you very much Marky nice to see you Backstage Brew, the podcast. To see all the video episodes, search Backstage Brew on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So, Backstage Brew, we are now joined with Rafi Barakat, the actor from the Academy of Live and Recorded Arts. You're about to graduate. Dude, what's in your brew? Hello, I have um, I have a gin and tonic. Okay, so you're having kind of like a chill night tonight then? Nice, what's the vibe? A nice alcoholic beverage for tonight. Um, so no tea no coffee um, straight ahead fair play yeah. so obviously coronavirus is a thing at the minute so a lot of actors are kind of finding new ways to be creative uh, what's it like being an actor especially when there's no castings there's no plays everything's kind of been shut down um, well I'd say first and foremost that it's absolutely revolting um, because there's not there's not much you can do um, I think I think what most people are uh, what, what most actors in this situation are doing um, is just taking time to sit down and reflect and think about what they actually want to do for the future if I'm going to speak for myself I have plans of just sitting down reading new plays um, understanding a bit more about the industry and what I'm what I'm trying to do I haven't done anything yet <laughs> <laughs> but that's the typical actors procrastination uh, period yeah so today obviously the first day in the procrastination you've built a desk I have yeah um, so always useful to have other skills as an actor <laughs> I mean if you can DIY it then yeah you can you can do things uh, 
<laughs> another uh, I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> what yeah, other I've skills have you got <laughs> obviously you can build desks but you've got Arabic and I've other things skills. as well I've got skills I think I've got skills I think that what, what was kind of annoying is you can't especially around this time with me being in the house I can't really practice those skills so I used to do a lot of MMA um, I, I can't really train any boxing or Muay Thai or kickboxing or anything like that um, because I'm, you know, living room's too small. I can't really do anything. Obviously, there's no excuse. You can obviously keep doing what you're doing and, and practice your skills, but it's just going to be a lot harder now. But what's great about acting is that it's not just all physical. There's quite a lot of things that you, you can just take, you know, take from books and, and kind of understand and watch videos and build what your what your capabilities are uh, mentally. And you've just finished Spring Awakening as well, where a lot of those abilities kind of have been in play. So working with Sean Turner, the director, who obviously is doing the play that goes wrong in the West End, how was that? It was brilliant. It was He's, he's such a good presence in the room. And I think you know you've got a good director when you don't really feel the time going by and you never really look at the clock. It kind of just flowed. Everything just flowed. And that, that all came down to the director and obviously the amazing cast that you know that we were in. Um, Spring Awakening was great. Now I played Steve, who was the uh, the stepdad. It was quite a challenging one for me because I did work before with um, with builders and construction workers and decorators and plasterers before, and and um, I know how how they speak, how they act, but also at the same time, is it quite you never want to. Uh, insult that stereotypical um, way so you have to see where they're coming from understand their points of views and and yeah it was great fun it was great fun one of the best performances um, that I've been in so would you say for an actor it's really useful to actually have kind of lived the experiences that you're about to portray on stage uh, acting comes from understanding and if you haven't really experienced something then yeah it, it becomes it becomes so much harder so uh, especially for an actor if you're going to play someone I think it's it's really really important to have some sort of experience in that in that field even if that means go out on a job with, with someone that you know I think that just that builds up not only that confidence but it builds up that knowledge that you can portray how people are. I mean, what are we, what are we actors? Like? How how do we do things? I mean, we observe people. So even being out on a job with with a decorator and watching how they are and how they communicate with each other, I think that that in itself is just it's just artistic. Yeah, the little details, and obviously you had to play slightly older. I did. So those details as well. What kind of a process would you go through in terms of aging up a character that's maybe slightly further removed from your own age? I think it was different for me because I had to I had to play someone who was giving advice to someone who was younger. So in my head, I'd always imagine myself giving giving advice to someone who was a little less experienced than me, um, telling them how the world is, even though it wasn't you know completely. That's not the bigger picture, but from from my point of view. Or Steve's point of view how that is and at the end of the day I didn't really need to put a low voice down or anything like that I just had to understand what he was saying and how confident he was saying it and and the reasons behind what he was saying um, and that, that in turn made me understand why he was saying it in the first place which which just helped me for the whole performance 
And on a day of a shoot or a play, what kind of a process would you go through as an actor? Because vocally and physically, it can be quite demanding at times. And especially for people starting out in the industry, what advice would you give to them in terms of preparation and getting ready for a performance? See, what's interesting is vocally and physically, there are two things that you learn through training, right? So they're your tools that you use. But then at the same time, acting is not just about that. I think acting's so much more than that. I think acting, for me, I think it's more about putting your mindset on that level or on that frequency, on that on that on that wavelength. And if you're you're not able to do that and you're not a- able to manipulate the way that you are, then I I think you're going to struggle as an actor. So I think ninety percent of it is you doing putting in the work. But I'm not talking about the vocal work or the physical work. I'm talking about you putting in the work of you getting into the mindset of your character. And that is essentially what acting is for me anyway. So every time you watch something, you go, oh, that's really good. I, I believe that. I believe that actor was doing that. It's because they were in it and they, they believed what they were doing and they were that person or they at least believed that they were that person. So they would act on that. Everything, that else, everything else that comes with it, which is the vocal stuff and the physical stuff, that is important and absolutely essential. Um, but I would say that most of the work comes from you within and how you portray that. Okay, so going off from all of that advice that you've just given, what advice would you give to people maybe starting out who want to go to drama school or who want to train or break into the industry? I would say if you do want to go to drama school, try and get into drama school. If you don't, don't worry about it. It's not all about drama school. Um, I would say if you do, brilliant. Keep going at it. Keep that tenacity up. Just keep telling yourself that it will get better because, of course, you're going to go through hard times. You're going to you're going to go through difficult situations. You're going to question why you're going to do this, and you're going to come out of it an even better actor and an even better person because you've just pulled that out from somewhere you had no idea it could come out of. That's one thing. Obviously, if people want to become actors, I think they should go about asking themselves why they want to be an actor in the first place because everything comes from your intention and if you want to be an actor because you genuinely love and you have a passion for the art then I say do it and just love it and I think that is literally what is just love what you're doing because if you don't love it there's absolutely no point in doing it in the first place that being said if you do love it and you go into it and you absolutely, there's, there's nothing in the world that you want to do, or maybe there is a few things and that's okay also, but if you genuinely want to do it, then do it and don't question it, because the second you start questioning it, the second you're just going to go astray. And at the end of the day, when you love doing something, you're going to find yourself sitting there, watching films, reading books about it. I want to understand more. I want to do things. So of course, do what you want to do and just keep at it and just don't give up and just don't stop. Okay, and you're obviously not going to give up. So in the future, let's say moving forward that you know you have this wonderfully successful career, which obviously we all hope that you do. What is the dream role that you would like to play? It could be an existing character. It could be someone that's already been out that you were like, I wish I could have a go at that. Or it could be something in the future, maybe that's not been created yet. I'd love to play. Um, or I'd love to play. I'd love to. I'd reckon I would play a good either Joker or Batman, either one of the two. Right? <laughs> and they're completely different. And I know that, but I reckon that I can. <laughs> I reckon I can give both of them a good shot. I reckon I could work hard on both of those characters. 
really well. Could you imagine like the next Dark Knight sequel? Rafi Barakat plays both. Yeah, they'll be like, who the hell? <laughs> who the hell? <laughs> Wait, who am, whose side am I on? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> why, why, why are they twins? What's going on? No, I mean, obviously, like, I would love to play in a Marvel film. It doesn't really matter what superhero character is. I think the reason is Marvel films, they target, you know, they target kids. And when, you, when, you, when you're a kid and you're watching it, you, you feel so inspired by it. I wouldn't give that to someone just like actually just watching it and just getting a feeling that they can actually do something with their life. Like Batman, like how did he create all these gadgets and stuff like that? He's super rich, yeah, I get it. But, but you know, he's, <laughs> but he had the tenacity and he had the willpower to do everything that he's doing so so that that kind of feeling I want to give to someone I want them to watch me on stage and just feel empowered by that well fingers crossed we get to see that very soon Ralph fingers, thank you for joining crossed, us my friend thank you very much and uh, enjoy your little break through this weird period of coronavirus I shall I think I will be fine <laughs> <laughs> cheers man see you soon thank you very much on the next episode of Backstage Brew that's not going to stop me from doing it so the one piece of advice I have is if you're going to do it you're going to do it Like, you have to find a way to do it. I'm not going to sit at home and just do some other job and wait for the drama school auditions to come round again. By the time they came round again, I was auditioning for actual shows and actual jobs. Use your initiative. Be a forward thinker. Be proactive. Like, go out there and find your own opportunities. Make your own opportunities. Connect with people and know when a good opportunity is coming your way and... Be patient with it. Like, don't let a good opportunity pass you by because you're being impatient. But just immerse yourself in the life. And if there is anything else you want to do, like with acting, say you were like, okay, I actually also want to fly a plane, go and fly a plane. Like, if you don't want to be, if you're a bit half-hearted about being an actor, do not be an actor. But if you do want to be an actor, you will do it. Backstage Brew, the podcast. Cut. That's a wrap. 